Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we recap the opening day game in Texas, a tough Phillies loss, a terrible fourth inning, and what went wrong with Aaron Nola. We'll break it all down on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Uh, happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Go ahead and check us out everywhere. Subscribe on the YouTube. Really appreciate that. As the season goes, there's going to be a lot more content pumping out, so make sure you're uh, fully subscribed there so you got everything all taken care of. I very much appreciate it. Now, let's jump in to our opening day game recap and what went on with the Philadelphia Phillies. Unfortunately, the Phillies come up short against the Texas Rangers. They lose 11-7. to The Phillies jumped out to a 5-0 lead on Jacob the ground. They absolutely owned the ground. Alec Bohm had a great day. Aaron Nola looked good through the first three innings. Actually, he was throwing a no-hitter through the first three innings. So the question is, well, where did it go wrong? The fourth inning was was absolutely terrible. And we're going to get into it and what specifically went wrong there. But real quick, I want to give you an overview of how I felt the game went in general. The fourth inning was awful. During the fourth inning, I was very upset. I was at a watch party at a bar here for uh, 97.5 The Fanatic. So I was watching a restaurant with a bunch of people and I had people asking me like, yo, are you good? Like, it's okay. It's just one inning. I get that. I'm not upset about the result of the game. They lost on opening day. They faced Jacob DeGrom. How they got there was different than how we expected, but it was a game that the Philadelphia Phillies were not favored in. It's not the end of the world. There were some really good things that happened on Thursday for that game. Alec Bohm looked incredible. Trey Turner is fast as anything. Brandon Marsh looked really, really good. Jake Cave almost left the yard. I mean, uh, the Phillies' defense looked solid besides uh, one errant throw from uh, Alec Bohm at one point, but that's just, I mean... Par for the course. What are you going to do? The bottom line is, oh, and also JT Romito's pass ball in the uh, fourth inning that was a fastball that he just totally missed. Uh, it's opening day. There's going to be issues. There's going to be things they work out. Uh, there were issues with Aaron Nola in the fourth inning. We'll discuss Rob Thompson's decision to stick with Aaron Nola as opposed to going to the bullpen earlier. Gregory Soto's ERA is infinite right now. Yes, there are bad things. But the bottom line is one bad inning does not undo the good things that the Philadelphia Phillies offense did, and it doesn't sink their season. This is still a really good baseball team. They showed flashes of it on opening day. This wasn't a team that goes out there and you say, oh, man, they're going to get their teeth kicked in for 162. No, you can see why they're so touted as a super talented lineup and a talented team in general. You're going to see it again today. I'm recording this uh, on Saturday. So uh, final segment, we'll do a quick preview of game number two, and we'll get into that. But the overarching thing is deep breath, just opening day. One tough inning doesn't necessarily make it a tough loss. It was just, hey, they lost. It's baseball. You're going to lose. You win 100 games, you're going to lose 60 of them, 62 to be exact. But it's just the point. It, it's a war of attrition. Everything's fine. Deep breath. Now, let's get into, I always like to lead off with the good. Let's get into the good stuff that we saw 
from the game on Thursday. The top best thing that I saw was Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm was absolutely incredible. First of all, he got the scoring started for the Philadelphia Phillies on the year. Second inning, his first at bat of the year, homer to right center, uh, nearly 400-foot shot to right center down there in Texas off of Jacob DeGrom. And the coolest thing about this home run for me, like it's great to see Bohm leave the yard. The 15 pounds of muscle seems to be already paying off. Uh, his actual line on the game, he ended up going – uh, three for four with two runs scored, a home run, three RBIs. He was the best player on the field for the Philadelphia Phillies in the opening game. So that's awesome for Alec Bohm. But one of my favorite things about the home run off the Grom, the dude pimped it. When you go back and watch the swing he took, he's like, so he hits it and you could tell it's obviously going to right center, which is some players' natural power alley. The opposite field like gap is a place where sometimes guys with good swing path carry the ball further. They hit the ball out further that way. It's just how some guys' swings work, and that's why it's called a power alley, uh, and that's what you're looking at for Alec Bohm and where he hit this first ball off the ground. But he's not a natural power hitter, or at least hasn't been. So when I saw the ball hit the right center, and I see his reaction at the plate, he kind of like stepped towards the ground instead of just turning and immediately busting it for first base. And he took another slow step, and he was looking up, and I'm like, oh, man, he's watching this thing. He thinks he got it and then turns and sure enough, uh, well, the camera turns and sure enough, yeah, it's out of there. The fact that he's got that feel for a home run swing, knows he got enough of it uh, in his first at bat of the year off of Jacob DeGrom is a beautiful thing. He's such a mental baseball player, Alec Bohm. You see it with his defense. You saw it with his offense back in 2021 when he got sent down to the minors after struggling at the plate. He's a guy that confidence is huge for him and pimping a home run off of Jacob DeGrom that's as confident as it gets for a young player. It's a great sign. I think Alec Bohm's in for a huge year. I've been telling you that already. And the first game, hey, look good. Now, Trey Turner tripled the right to score Brandon Marsh in the third inning to extend the Phillies' lead. Back-to-back triples from Trey Turner and Brandon Marsh. That's why Marsh will always bat ninth, and that's why Trey Turner will always bat leadoff. Because Trey Turner at third base with uh, no outs is an automatic run. He would score on a pass ball or a wild pitch. Well, I forget what they ruled it. Yeah, wild pitch to DeGrom was the official ruling. He'd score on a wild pitch by Jacob DeGrom the next at bat after tripling. But the bottom line is Marsh has got speed, and he's going to hit for contact. Trey Turner's got speed, and he's going to hit for contact and power. Like, that's such a good one-two punch to have at 9-1. That looked incredible seeing that for the first time. Uh, Brandon Marsh had a really, really nice day. Uh, Alec Bohm, great day. Trey Turner looked good. Uh, some of the other guys need to pick, like Derek Hall was 0 for 4. Kyle Schwarber was 0 for 5. Nick Castellanos, 2 for 5. You love to see that. He's batting 400 to start the year. One double going the opposite way uh, into the right field uh, corner over there in Texas. So that was nice seeing him stay through it. And then he also struck out a couple times on breaking balls and low and away. The first time he did it, well, it's Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> He gets everybody on that. That's not like, oh, same old Nick Castellanos. That's, this is Jacob DeGrom. And there's still stuff that Castellanos needs to work on, but that was something that I really liked to see from him. And yeah, those were the main positives from the Philadelphia Phillies opening game down there in Texas. There were obviously some negatives. When you have a nine-run inning, there were some negatives, and we're going to get into that coming up. The main ones being a managerial decision when it comes to pitching, the performance of the pitcher that that decision was about, and a situation where you're looking at a reliever that I have a lot of faith in that didn't quite have a great start to the year. But maybe 
My biggest question mark, just not for the season, in a vacuum looking at game one, is the manager. We'll talk about how Rob Thompson handled the game and what exactly he did that I felt was so questionable coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. Let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel, though. The tournament is heating up. You got the last four teams in, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line, the point spreads, which team will be cutting down the net. You can look at baseball, the season in full swing. We had the off day yesterday for the built-in rain day following opening day for the Phillies and a lot of teams in baseball. But, yeah, it's Saturday after opening day. Now everybody's back in action. So go ahead and check that out. You can bet all these uh, awesome props and parlays and things like that all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with our friends over at FanDuel. All right, let's talk about the bad. And let's start with, obviously, the the fourth inning. So, going into the fourth inning, the Philadelphia Phillies are up 4 to nothing. They add one in the top of the fourth to make it a 5 nothing lead. And you say, okay, 5 nothing. Noel on the mound. Dude's dicing. Uh, DeGrom gets yanked. Ball game, right? You're, you're feeling perfectly fine. And all of a sudden, you get into a little bit of trouble. Now, I want to talk you through mentally what Aaron Nola went through in this fourth inning as he works through. So I'm going to go to the play-by-play of the Texas Rangers at bats in the fourth inning so we can talk about how the situation really uh, built up because it was a long one. No, So the first batter, Corey Seager, singles to center field. So you got to run around first. Uh, then you get low to ground out to first, Seager to second, little fielder's choice. Perfectly fine. Everything's all good there. You got one out and you got a runner on second. Uh, then Garcia singles to left, moving Seager to third. And you have first and third. And this is where you say, okay, man hadn't given up a hit yet. He's given up a couple uh, tough contact, uh, like good contact swings. Uh, and then you walk junk coming up. So the bases are now loaded. You've already given yourself a situation where you have one out, bases loaded, Stuff isn't looking great. He's starting to yank pitches a little bit, which I thought he was doing in the first inning. It seemed like he was kind of flying open, and then uh, he settled in a little bit. Home plate umpire was giving about a ball off outside strike, uh, which means about a ball outside of the zone. He was calling a strike, which is beneficial to the pitchers, obviously. So I think Nola benefited from that earlier. But uh, you were looking at a situation where Nola looked like, okay, he's in a little bit of trouble here. And he was – on the fifth batter of the inning at this point, only gotten one out so far. And then he gives up a double to Heim uh, to right field. Seager scores. Garcia scores. Jung's on third. So now you have second and third, one out. It's a 5-2 game. Aaron Nola has uh, allowed the last one, two, three people to reach, four of the last five batters to reach. He'd given up a walk. He'd gotten into some deep counts. He was right around 60-some pitches. I would say is probably where he was at. You might have been like the high 50s. The ground was already out of the game. And you look at that situation, I'm saying to myself, he's in a little bit of trouble here. You have the tying run coming to the plate. We know how Aaron Nola goes when things unravel. They unravel quickly. It's opening day. He's not as stretched out as he would be later on in the season. They've already pulled their starter. Make this a bullpen game here. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Maybe go with a specialist to go ahead and face – 
Uh, you have Grossman coming up. Go ahead and face somebody to get him out and uh, look at a situation where maybe you can get out of here with, I don't know, three runs given up, four runs given up, and still have the lead because it's a tough spot to work out a second and third with one out without giving up another run or two there. But uh, I think that Rob Thompson should have gone out at that point and pulled Aaron Nola once he gave up the double to make it 5-2 and set up second and third with one out because you could see that it was coming apart at the seams. This is not the point of the year where you're at the like you're ready to trust pitchers to work out of jams like that. I don't think, no matter if they're your ace or not. I know it's opening day. I know he was throwing really well going into that inning. But it's opening day and you're at nearly 60 pitches, and that's kind of right where you – 60 to 75 is probably a good spot to be at opening day as long as you're comfortable with the performance the pitcher has turned in and they're not throwing like a no-hitter or anything, which by this point, obviously, Aaron Nola was not. Thompson elects to leave Nola out there. And uh, Grossman homers to right center, and he makes it a 5-5 game. It just, I, I don't know. The immediate home run after that might make it hindsight's twenty twenty, but at the time, I can remember thinking to myself, I would go ahead and go get Aaron Nola here. I would have also not used the person that Rob Thompson decided to bring in. So Grossman homers, he ties it up at 5-5. Five five. Um, Brad Miller comes up, and he grounds out to second. So you have two outs. And then Aaron Nola gets pulled. So Aaron Nola gets one more batter after the home run just to work against Brad Miller, see how he settles in. And then the Phillies go to the bullpen. Now, I've been saying that I think Gregory Soto should be set to be the closer of this team. Very strange to me that he was the first guy out of the pen yesterday for uh, Rob Thompson's squad. I said that these are going to have to be situations where some of the lower level arms in the bullpen, not no disrespect, but like, your top four are Soto, Alvarado, Dominguez, and Kimball. Those are the guys that should get the high leverage later in, not the fourth inning on opening day, regardless of if it's a tie ball game now or not. I thought this could have been Connor Brogdon. I thought this could have been Andrew Bellotti. I thought this could have been Junior Marte or Andrew Vasquez. But instead you go Soto, which felt like a weird place to go. And Soto starts out by walking the first battery faces, giving up a single to Marcus Simeon to put on first and third. Then walking Seager, who comes up for the second time in the inning. Then Lowe reaches on an infield single, uh, a little chop shot that uh, Soto tries to go home with and doesn't get him there. And Soto's pulled with an infinite ERA after not being able to throw strikes. Connor Brogdon comes in. Uh, he goes ahead and gets a pass ball because JT Romuto just completely whiffs on a fastball, which is unacceptable from a catcher. Uh, Romuto, after the game, mentioned the pitch clock was part of the issue with that inning. It was hard to slow uh, players down and slow the pitcher down pitcher whether that was Soto or Nola or Brogdon so we'll have to keep an eye on that it was very interesting that uh, Ramuto went to the pitch clock as a reasoning for why the fourth inning got away from the team like it did but that pass ball was not good and then Garcia singled to right scoring Seager and low and just like that it's nine to five and the Philadelphia Phillies have given up their first nine run inning on opening day since 1900 last season they didn't give up a single inning of nine runs or more this season opening day they do it and that's why i was upset it's just like that's unacceptable it's not going to happen the rest of the year they're not going to give up another nine run inning the rest of the year it was just one of those fluky things that they fell apart and they couldn't grab the reins on the game and i i really look at now Aaron Nola collapsed in the fourth inning he was not good he just completely lost it we've seen that from him in the past that doesn't mean he's a bad pitcher 
if we've seen it from him in the past and he just consistently ends each season as a top 15 pitcher in baseball, then we should know he's still going to be fine. He does this every year. It's not ideal. I'd rather have Aaron Nola than a lot of other pitchers in baseball. Take a deep breath. Give him his next start. Give him some time. It's a long season. He's going to make like 29 more starts. Just go ahead and let him work everything out. And we'll see what Aaron Nola is in June and July and August. I'm not worried about one inning in March. So don't worry about that. But he wasn't good in that fourth inning. That's nothing crazy. And Soto was worse. Like Soto couldn't find the strike zone. And that was one of the main complaints that we heard from Detroit fans when he came over to the Philadelphia Phillies via trade is that this Soto guy uh, command has been an issue. So we'll see how that plays out as the season goes on. Those are not good things. But I look at how Rob Thompson managed that fourth inning, and I say he could have helped his players a little bit more and put them in better spots. I think he left Nola out there too long, and I think he brought in the wrong guy out of the pen for the situation, and that also didn't help the team. So those are the big ugly things from uh, the opening day game. Now, the Rangers, uh, Connor Brogdon went out and back out for the fifth, and Brad Miller hit a home run to left center. Freaking Brad Miller. Unbelievable. So a two-run home run there to make it 11-6. to six. Uh, the Phillies had gotten another run by, uh, back off of an Alec Bohm single. who was incredible on the day. Nothing crazy the rest of the way. Derek Hall had a, a fielder's choice where he grounded out the second. JT Ramuto scored, and then the scoring was done for the day. The rest of the bullpen kind of settled down for the Philadelphia Phillies. I found it interesting, too, that Matt Strom, who's supposed to be starting for you at some point in the first five games, he pitched the eighth for the Phillies because you were in a spot where you had gone through uh, pitchers already. I, I don't know. The bullpen management felt weird for me for Rob Thompson. And the fact that this is the first game managed that matters since the Zach Wheeler situation in the World Series where he didn't pull him soon enough, I start to worry a little bit about the decisions there by Rob Thompson. But again, it's game one. You can be worried about it in a vacuum, but today we wipe it and go back out there. They could beat Texas 20 to nothing today. I don't know. They're not going to. But uh, anything is still on the table for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's just one game. These are just my observations from the first game of the season, the good and the bad. Now, coming up, we're going to preview game two of the season, talk a little bit about the matchup between the Phillies and the Texas Rangers today at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, and what to expect from a Phillies bounce-back effort. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. So today we have a pitching matchup of Zach Wheeler against Nate Eovaldi. Evaldi, of course, with Boston prior to this year. He's with the Texas Rangers now. This will be his first start in a Texas Rangers uniform. Wheeler, we know what he is. It'll be very interesting. Wheeler had a bit of a rough spring. See what he does in his first first strike. First start of the year. Hopefully he throws his first strike of the year on the first pitch he throws down there in Texas. Do not yet have a lineup uh, when it comes to uh, this afternoon's game. But I will tell you that in... Thursday's opening game, the matchup predictor on ESPN, according to ESPN Analytics, had the Rangers winning 71% of the time. This game, 54% of the time, the Philadelphia Phillies win. I find that thing to be somewhat accurate. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it tells you who's basically favored in the game, who's more likely to win the game. And, uh, yeah, Zach Wheeler's better than Nate Eovaldi. This Phillies lineup is better than the Texas Rangers lineup. The Phillies should win today. I feel confident they bounce back and get a win. I think Zach Wheeler looks really good. I think this is just a much cleaner effort pitching-wise and managing-wise from the Philadelphia Phillies. Offense-wise, I don't know that you're going to see seven runs every game like the Philadelphia Phillies did on Thursday, but maybe you will. I mean, Kyle Schwarber did nothing for you. Derek Hall did nothing for you out of the cleanup spot. You got not much from 
Bryson Stott or Jake Cave actually. Nice moment in game one. Well, almost a nice moment. Jake Cave almost went yard to left center, which is his power alley, the opposite of the Alec Bohm swing since Cave's a lefty. But uh, a robbed home run out there took it away. It was a nice play. It wasn't like a special robbed home run. It was a low fence, and he was just kind of standing there, the Rangers center fielder. But uh, it was nice to see Jake Cave show off the power a little bit and have an opportunity where he almost left the yard. So uh, we'll see what Cave does if he, again, starts today uh, in left. And Schwarber was DHing, like I told you he was going to. There's no reason to play Schwarber in the outfield. Continue to DH him. Make sure he's healthy in case you need to play him out there later in the season due to something going on with Bryce or whatever. Uh, bottom line is I think it's a bounce-back game for the Philadelphia Phillies today. Uh, the Phillies haven't seen a lot of Nate Eovaldi because he was in the American League with the Red Sox and he's now in the American League with the Rangers. So not a pitcher that they're totally familiar with. Uh, the Rangers, they've seen Zach Wheeler a couple times, but nothing crazy. So it should be a – I look at this as a matchup that's chalk. There's nothing special that I'm looking at where I say, yeah, the Phillies have the better team, but this guy doesn't do well against this guy. This pitcher doesn't pitch well in this ballpark. No, it's just two teams going out, second game of the year. Those are the better team. They have the better pitcher. I'm predicting a Philadelphia Phillies win today. Get it back to 500. Man, the Philadelphia Phillies are under 500. Is Rob Thompson's job in jeopardy? No, stop it. Obviously, we're not doing any of that. But it'll be nice to see them win and put you in a situation where you can play the rubber match Sunday night baseball for a chance to win the first series of the year. You don't have to win every game. Winning the series are great. So let's go ahead and see if the Philadelphia Phillies can Give themselves a chance to do that with a win today behind Zach Wheeler and a great opportunity. We'll see if Alec Bohm stays hot. We'll see if Trey Turner goes yard for the first time in a Phillies uniform. I think Kyle Schwarber has a big day against Nate Eovaldi. I don't know. I just I have a good feeling that Schwarber is due for a Schwarbaum in today's game. I, I mean, if he's going to hit 46 again, he's going to have to basically hit one every third game. So... Does that math work out? 45 plus 45 is 90 plus another 45. No, okay, about every four games. But still, uh, yeah, I think he runs into one today, and I think Trey Turner could as well. Take a look. See, maybe you can bet that with our friends over at FanDuel. But it will be a fun game today. Uh, Philly's back in action. Wipe opening day. Don't overreact to it. This team's going to be fine. It was a rough fourth inning. It was a fine offensive day, and they're going to be all good to go over the course of the season. So let's go, Phils. And uh, thank you for making Locked on Phillies. Your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now I want to I want you to make your second listen. Locked on fantasy baseball. It's not too late. I know one game's done, but there are still leagues you can jump into to play fantasy baseball to get going. So check out Locked on Fantasy Baseball, and you can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day single day please make sure you're rating reviewing subscribing on the youtube i appreciate all of that uh, and the continued support and we will be back at it again tomorrow hopefully recapping a philadelphia phillies win over the rangers in game two on the next episode of locked on phillies